What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Talk, an unfiltered, unbiased podcast. I am your co-host, Connor Martin, here as always with my other co-host, Sean Costantino. What's up, guys? I'm letting Connor take the reins on this one. I'm feeling a little under the weather. I have a sinus infection. My allergies are kicking my ass. So if you hear any coughs or sneezing, I'm going to try my best, but just excuse it, or maybe Connor could bleep it out. Or Sean something. is Sean is just being ultimate soft guy today. He doesn't want to do the intro, so I'm going to bring the energy. We're back, baby. We are back. I'm not going to lie to you guys. We were trying to do a weekly podcast, but it is just so fucking hard. Having a weekly podcast while both of us are working and doing all this shit is absolutely ridiculous. And when the new but we're and back, when, and we missed you. And when the new FIFA's out too. That's the other thing. I've been playing way too much FIFA. Drinking during the week way too much. We're just going downhill. I'm in the middle of a move. I'm moving into the city in Charlotte. So it's just been nonstop whirlwind of stuff. But we missed you guys. We're back. And it's the perfect time of year. The Giants are already eliminated. It's playoff baseball season. Hockey's about to be back. What do you want to start with, Sean? There's so much to fucking talk about. It is a good time right now with all the sports going on. Um, unfortunately, it was a really bad time for myself and fellow Yankee fans last weekend um, when the Yankees fell short to the oh, Boston Red Sox. Gosh. And when I say short, I mean really short because Stanton would have had three home runs if it was at Yankee Stadium. The Green Monster is a piece of shit, honestly. Like, I don't care about this historical ballpark. Chop that shit down and get a nicer place. That place is fucking filthy with dirty, rat bastard Boston fans, and I fucking hate them. But um, other than that, in our bracket, I had them go into the World Series, which I hate. So my pick's still on, but obviously it was a terrible game. Cole is – I don't want to shit He's just no, he's not a fraud. He just he can't perform in big games. And when you need all you need is like five or six innings, and he couldn't even give you fucking three. He has to come out after two. I, I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. And Boone, I know everyone's, you know, getting the pitchforks out and the and the torches. Well, they want Boone's head. They want, but the thing is, like, I'm not a huge advocate for Boone, but you manage what the team is. Like you have very little control over what goes on. And, and especially being the Yankee manager, you have almost zero control what goes on because the higher ups are telling you what to do. You're a puppet. That's why they got rid of Girardi because he wasn't going to take that bullshit from them. They got a, a soft puppet and, and I think he's going to be back next year. Um, I'm obviously disappointed. Really? Yeah. He's going to be back. Oh. I mean, listen, the players, the players love him. He's a, he's a New York icon because of the home run and everything and i think that who else are they going to hire well that's i mean coming from an outsider's perspective you cannot bring aaron Boone back next year it's it's not even about the, the fact that the players love him or the fact that he he did what he could with this team there were it's because of the expectations this year they were supposed to be if not world series champions to start the year they needed to at least get there they, they, um, the yeah, fact that they won, the, the fact that they one couldn't win the division, and two had to play in the wild card game in Boston. They couldn't even get home field in the wild card game. That's 
that was the first failure of the year. And it's not really, I'm not, you're not wrong. It wasn't a hundred percent Boone's fault, but they have to ask someone. There has to be a sacrificial lamb. Someone's got to be the goat and it's going to be Boone. There's no way in hell that he can be the manager on the, but this here's the thing too. And it's not even about the manager. And I don't really think that the higher ups or Cashman, quite frankly, give a fuck. Well, it like, should be both. It should be Boone and Cashman both got. That's true. But they'll never get rid that's of that's a huge you I don't think they do both in one season because that's essentially like blowing not blowing up the team, but just to take a team that was in the wild card and to go from that. But here's the thing: who else is gonna let Cashman and the Steinbrenners run their shit like Boone? What manager is gonna come in and just allow that to happen? Well, they'll get another analytics nerd from some minor league system that'll come in and be a puppet. But it's not really even about that. He could get fired just for the statements he made after the game alone. Did you hear that comment that he made yeah. where it was the rest of the league closed the gap on us and we have yeah, to be better? That was Bro, the dumbest. You thing. haven't won shit. He hasn't won shit. You've literally done nothing. Joe Joe Girardi could have said that. He yeah. got them to a World Series. He got them one pitch away from a not, World Series with a team not that, even with a team that uh, people actually liked. Um, Joe Torre could have said that. They won four straight back in the day. This guy is coming in. His only accolade is that he hit a walk-off home run off of the Red Sox in a year that they lost the World Series. Like, you can't, you can't say that. This team hasn't done anything. They've underperformed. The whole core is underperformed. And he, I, honestly, if I, was, if I was one of the Steinbrenners, if I was Hal, I would have fired him on the spot after that comment. But they're so fucking in, in Candyland. They're in a different fucking millennium because they think that the Yankees are the gold standard of the league. You know what's actually a good example? I actually heard someone on talk radio say this, and it was a, an amazing point that I hadn't even thought of. The Yankees are turning into the Dallas Cowboys. They have this delusional idea that they are the team, the premier franchise in the league, and they, they haven't won shit in years. Like – they're turning into a circus where it's to the point where they are so delusional that they think that they're the gold standard of teams in the MLB when teams like the Rays are doing it with half the payroll and all the analytics. And it's just, oh, it just gets me frustrated. I can't even imagine if I was a Yankee fan, what I would be saying right now about ownership, about Cashman, about Boone, about the team and the way it was constructed. I'm getting riled up as a Mets fan even talking about all, it. I can't all imagine. I have to say too, listen, it, it's past the point that happened a week ago too. my feelings. If we talked about this a week ago, I probably would be a little bit more angry. I didn't honestly didn't even want to speak to my own family at some, some points, just looking at everywhere, looking at the newspaper, everywhere on sports center, every app, Instagram, Twitter, just watching the Yankees lose. I don't want to see that shit. Like, and you know what else I don't want to fucking see Joey Gallo posting with his girlfriend two hours after they fucking lost first of that's, all and that's joey one of the, gallo, that came up the smallest hold on let me no, no no if joe i want joey gallo to listen to me right now joey gallo you fucking stink you don't even suck like he doesn't even deserve suck he fucking stinks to to be a professional ball player and hit 196 fuck off it's sincerely fuck <laughs> off. I don't want him. If there's one Yankee player on the team next year, he, I do not want him on this fucking team. I don't care what it takes. We'll pay his entire salary to get him off the team. I don't want him on the team. Well, that's, that's another thing too. Like Yankees fans were hyping themselves up very early on when they got Gallo because he could play the outfield. Yeah. That was his thing. Like 
He's an under 200 hitter. He hits for a shit ton of power, but he strikes out more than half the time. And he was a good arm in the outfield. After this season and after the playoffs, you should have Giancarlo Stanton out in the outfield. That's what I'm saying. If Stanton's not playing playing in the outfield next year, if he's not playing consistently in the outfield next to Judge, I don't care where they are, left, right, center, they could fucking be in the bleachers. If they're not out together next year, they're – I'm going to be pissed off and every other Yankee fan is going to be pissed off too, because it's proven. So too, if you look at the statistics that Stanton plays better, bats better when he plays the field, like just imagine even like when we were little, just like sitting there all game. And then you have one at bat, then you got to sit down again, warm yourself up, get mentally prepared. Like if you're in the game, you're mentally ready for those three hours, those four hours that you play in the game. It makes no fucking sense. It's also a mental thing too, where it's designated hitter, regardless of how good you are. If you start to struggle with the bat, there's nothing else to take your mind off that. You, yeah. If you're out in the field and you have an at-bat that's not great, you strike out three times in the game, you still have to be dialed in on the field. So that kind of takes your mind off of it. When you're a DH, you're just constantly dwelling on that last at-bat and looking at the next one ahead. And that's probably what got into Stanton's head because when he won the MVP, yeah, he hit 53 home runs and he was fucking slugging, but he was playing right field every day. And they're acting – I mean, yes, the injury concerns are there. Same thing with Judge. The injury concerns are there, but these guys are athletes. They know how to play. And Stanton's got that track record where he's done it before and he can play. He might not play 162 games. If you give him, tell, ask me, answer me this. Would you sign up for 135 games of Stanton next year if he played the outfield every day? Yes, 100%. Yeah. And I think you get more production too. And because odds, about, are, uh, odds yeah. are, if he's the DH, he'll still give you that around that number of games too. So like he, and you're paying the guy a shit ton of money anyway, so you got to get the most out of him. Plus, yeah, it also I mean, opens up the lineup, too, which, I mean, we'll discuss more about offseason plans for both our teams and, and some key free agents. I'm saying them. right now, I'm going to say but, one name I really want and they really need to go after is Starling Marte. That I mean, would be yeah, that's number one. Yeah, I know the they really want Corey Seager. I know they really want Corey Seager. That's like the big offseason name that everyone's talking about, but mm-hmm. – you know, outfield. yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. You need a center fielder, but like, I you want Marte, I think that's a good name. Also, Rizzo needs to come back for the Yankees. Yes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and that's the thing, too. Like, if you're able to play Stanton in the outfield, that opens up spots on your infield as well, yeah. where you're able to bring back Rizzo if you need to, yeah. and you can move someone to DH and like maybe Torres is a dumbass, yeah. And that infield's a mess, don't get me wrong. Like, Andujar, or not Andujar, excuse me. Urshela was looking more like a better shortstop than, than Glaber was. So there's there's a bunch of – But he's of, also uh, the best third baseman too. So yeah, it's like you're thing. taking away from your, your hot corner to play shortstop just because Glaber can't fucking play the position that he was brought up to play. Yeah, it's it's a tight infield. If you bring back Rizzo, you got to move probably LeMahieu to third, Glaber to second, and then Urshela at short possibly, and then that makes Luke Boyd irrelevant. Um, but yeah, no, it's, there's a lot of off season questions for the Yankees going forward, but I think it all starts with getting a new manager in there. Um, and whether that's one of the old guard guys, like a Buck Showalter, or whether that's the guy that I want for my team and you bring in Carlos Beltran, that's another name that I've heard connected, but Did we'll Gabe see. Kapler get fired? No, no. He was the manager no. of the, the, the Giants, dude. No, not Kapler. Who am I fucking am I thinking of? Oh, what's his name? Jace Tingler. Tingler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got fired from on, on the uh, Padres. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's that's the thing. Like it all starts with the manager. They're gonna need to find a, a replacement for Boone. 
And then you go from there. You start filling holes. They're definitely starting at a, a better position. You have more confidence in Judge being healthy. You have confidence in Stanton after just basically tearing the team late in the year. And you hopefully can re-sign who you think could be a cornerstone first baseman for you and a lefty power bat that you haven't had since basically Teixeira. So there's some stuff that, that the Yankees need to address, but they're definitely starting out from a better spot than my team, I'll tell you that much. Yep. Um, where we That's need to tough. hire an entire front office, a manager, and basically plug in a bunch of gaps and deal with Robinson Cano coming back. So I don't want to talk about my team. The other team that I want to talk about is my <laughs> football team. So I've had time to calm down. From pain and misery. Got super, super drunk on Sunday. Um, and and if, if you know me, you know why. It's, it's Mike Glennon playing quarterback. That's the only thing that I have to say. Um, we lost the longest neck I've ever seen on a human being. I know there's all those memes, but it just doesn't look natural. Like, if he gets ch- – like, you know how Joe Burrow went to the hospital with a throat contusion? If mm-hmm. Mike Lennon got hit in the throat, his fucking shoulder pad to his helmet is so far away, there's so much exposed area, he would fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'll start to recap. We lost our starting quarterback, starting running back, number one receiver – and the week before, we lost our starting middle linebacker. We also lost our slot corner for the year with the torn ACL. And we lost to the Cowboys 44-20. to 20 So, there's that. Uh, and they lost us, our teasers, and our yeah. players. Yeah, I had a seven-team teaser, and the Giants were the only team that didn't cover. With 17 points. Yeah. 17! And they yeah. couldn't cover. But yeah. that's – I don't want to talk about my bad beats. I need to vent a little bit about this team. And it starts – with the defense. This is a defense that was top 12 last year. They were able to play well. A lot of guys played out of their head, Bradbury and Martinez included. We now are down Lake Martinez. James Bradbury has regressed. And the guys that we brought in on big contracts like Leonard Williams are just not performing. We had the game started. I don't know if you watched the game. The game started where our defensive end, Lorenzo Carter, who I love, but also hasn't done a single thing all year. Got a tip pick, which is crazy. You got a turnover on the first possession. And they couldn't punch it in. But they're also getting gashed in the run, which is where I was worried about losing Dalvin Tomlinson last year. You know, the Giants gave up over 500 yards of total offense on Sunday. Yeah. 500 yards. It's driving me crazy because the offense is playing well. And by well, I mean Daniel Jones is playing well and Saquon will start to come back into his own. But the defense is just killing. Like, you can't you can't give up 500 yards of total offense and 44 points and expect to win a game. It's just they've got guys that are underperforming. They've got guys that they're overpaying that are underperforming, and they've got just massive amounts of injuries. It doesn't help that our signal signal caller and defensive captain is out now. It doesn't help that they refuse to play Jabril Peppers at all. They've cut his snaps in half, which makes no sense because they're playing him for Logan Ryan, who's dropped two interceptions and hasn't made a single play all year, and Xavier McKinney, who is the most underperforming second-round pick I've ever seen out of Alabama. He's literally he's, – he's made one play in his entire NFL career. One. I know that he missed most of the year last season, so it's kind of a quasi-rookie year, but he's another guy that I've just completely given up on, and he's going to get – he's going to be that guy that replaces Peppers too because they're not going to re-sign him because they have – they're basically a first-round pick with that high second round. Um, what else am I missing here? 
The inside corners are playing like garbage. We lost uh, Robinson, who is it's, – it's funny when you got a, a corner that you drafted in the sixth round, and he's the guy that you have covering Amari Cooper. That's how bad our defense is today. Or, Wait, is that Aaron Robinson from UCF? Yeah. Aaron Robinson towards ACL, so he's done. And he was covering Amari Cooper all day, which is – you know, that's, that's ideal. It's exactly what you want. Um, and then you got the line up front. They missed Alvin Thomas, and you can fucking see that. Every time someone runs an inside zone on us, we give up seven to eight yards. Zeke was going untouched for five yards on every inside carry. It was, it was incredible. Like, I actually was genuinely impressed with how bad our defensive line looked and how good their offensive line looked. Like, they, they ran the ball over us with Zeke and Tony Pollard, and it's just exactly why I said in the offseason that I didn't want to get rid of Dalvin Tomlinson. You had to find a way to re-sign him. And they didn't, and now they're getting gashed. Danny Shelton's a fucking bust. That was an awful thing. And then it's just the defense as a whole playing like shit. Any, anything to add to the defensive side? Um, no. The only thing I have to say is Kadarius Tony balled out. But why on earth? I, I players continue to do this. First of all, throwing a punch at someone that's wearing a helmet is like the most idiotic thing that you could possibly fucking do because you're going to break your hand. At least you're not going to break your hand. It moves just, with your neck. Just rip, just rip the helmet off and try and beat his ass like my. That's what you got to do. Andre, yeah, Andre Johnson. That's what you got to yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. So that's first and foremost. Second of all, that could be a suspension from the team or um, Joe Judge when he just had his breakout game and everyone's hurt. It's just time to shine. Could be a fantasy start too. I think it was just stupid for him to yeah. do that. Ten catches for 189 yards and touchdown. Yeah. He balled out. Yeah, no, he was really good. He was our best player on, on offense, especially when Galladay and Saquon went down. But also, there's a bigger issue here too where Daniel Jones – on that third down run where he got absolutely – he got his brain turned to mashed potatoes. It wasn't yeah. close. He stood up, and he literally did not know where he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was stumbling around like he had just taken 18 tequila shots. Been there. Um, the, the bigger fact that I don't know if anyone talked about was no one on the Giants went to help him. Yeah, I know. There was the a Cowboys player I know. that yeah. tried to help him up. The entire Giants offense just didn't even react when their quarterback got absolutely destroyed. And I think that's kind of a theme that I'm seeing throughout this year where the team isn't really meshing. You've got guys that like have some heart and there's good guys on this team, but I don't really think anyone gives a fuck. Like Nick Gates, he was the guy who broke his leg against the Redskins. Yeah, he would fight all the time. He was always there to back up the quarterback. The only guy on the offensive line that actually shows any heart is Will Hernandez, right? I'm in and out on but he was the only guy that actually like stood up when Daniel Jones got hit or when Kadaris Tony got hit and was starting to scrap. Did you see that, that highlight of Kyle Rudolph? Oh yeah. He walked away. He He looked back and walked away. He ran in, jogged in right before all the shit broke off. And he like threw like a little pussy ass elbow block and then instantly turned around walked back to the sideline. And then Kadarius Tony gets into that fight and he just like looks over his shoulder. He's like, nah, I'm good. That guy did, needs um, to get fucking cut. Did they trade for him or did they sign him? To they that signed deal? him. They paid him seven and a half million dollars. It's a it's a two year deal. Two or years. Yeah. yeah. That guy yeah, needs, needs to get to cut. Off. He needs to get cut today. Yeah. Today he doesn't care. He runs even, routes I mean, like he even Evan Ingram was in there. He, he well exactly Evan Ingram. At least he's using his hands. That he he's, is. He's using his hands for something. <laughs> like yeah. Obviously, you're not supposed to fight in the field. But if you're going to fight on the field, you got to have your team backing you up. Kyle Rudolph doesn't give a fuck. 
and he runs routes like a pussy. Against the Saints, he had a play where he could have gone in and taken some contact and gone for a touchdown. He caught the ball at, I think it was like a 19-yard pass, looked up field, saw that there was a safety coming, and instantly like pussy put it his way out of bounds. I saw that, and I was like, all right, that's weird. And then I saw the play on Sunday where he walked away from the fight. I want him cut. I'm done. He's on my shit list. Go fuck yourself, Kyle Rudolph. I want you cut. You're a horrible football player. You have no fucking heart. Honestly, I think, I genuinely think that Nate Solder has more heart than you. And that's saying something. So the offense is a mess now. We have so many injuries. We're going into a game against the Rams where we have to have Mike Glennon play quarterback and Devontae Booker is our starting running back. Oh, like, that's a fucking disaster. Whoever I don't has know the what Rams this... defense and fantasy, they're about to have like five sacks and at least two picks. I don't know what the, the spread's going to be on that game, but I'm taking whatever it is. I think I saw early spread. It's, it's, it's 10 and a half right now. I, I would take it if it was 20. Is it think. at MetLife? Uh, I think they're in LA. Uh, no, okay. it's at I'm MetLife. surprised. Yeah, yeah that's the only reason it's 10 and a half. I'd probably jump up to like 13 and a half if it was at. But like, listen to this. So, so Daniel Jones is questionable. He's got to go through concussion protocol. If he plays, I'd be shocked. So it's basically going to be Mike Lennon. Saquon's going to be out for at least two games, I believe. Do we even bring him back? Do you want him coming back on the field? On the field, yes. Yeah, because he's in a contract year. So yeah. it doesn't you need to have him on the field to see if he can actually play, yeah. Uh, yeah. which I don't know if he can. Um, but, like, listen to this gauntlet with a potential Mike Lennon, Devontae Booker starting backfield. You've got the Rams at home next week. Then you play the Panthers at home. And then you go on Monday night against the Chiefs. Yeah. For the next three games. So that's yeah. potentially with your best offensive weapon out and your quarterback. Yeah. Like that's, that's seven. The, and then it's like the Raiders and then the Bucks on Monday night. Like we're going to get our shit wrecked. And there's nothing we can do about it. Like the season is over and it's not even Halloween. Yeah. It's over. This season is absolutely over. The Cowboys are going to win the division. They're probably going to win 11 or 12 games at this rate the way that offense is fucking playing. But yeah, the click and their defense, the def- Cowboys defense, whether it's Dan Quinn or Trayvon Diggs too, like everyone wants to talk. I mean, interceptions are kind of like a luck stat too. It's right time, right place. Like Jalen Ramsey never leads the league in interceptions. Neither does yeah. Jair Alexander because they stay away from those guys. It's usually right time, like place, right time. But that defense is playing super, super well. Yeah. Mike Parsons looks like he could be a difference maker on defense and Trayvon Diggs, like you said, I mean, I won't give him too much credit. He did pick off Mike Glennon on the ball that was 10 yards on a deep yeah, ball. Yeah. So that was his second pick. I won't give him too much credit on that one. But the Cowboys look like the best team in the division. So you can't rely on a classic NFC East shit division year where you can win the division with seven or eight wins. It's not going to happen. This season is already over, and we're five weeks in. And the thing that I hate the most is I actually think Joe Judge could be a head coach, a good head coach. But I think that – at the end of this year, if they finish with three or four wins, which would be a stretch at this point, I think he gets fired with Dave Gettleman and they bring in a new GM and head coach. You think so? Yeah, because I think it, we've been doing the same thing over and over again for years now where we fire the GM and keep the head coach, and then we fire the head coach and keep the GM, and it, it's never on the same plane. you yeah. got to bring in I, – I honestly wish that they would have fired Gettleman a year sooner so that they could have gotten in – a new GM and brought in judge at the same time. So you have that fresh time span, but because our fucking franchise is a joke now and John Mara and Steve Tisch are fucking clowns, we're possibly going to lose a guy that I think could be a really good head coach in this league. So just absolute disaster. It was an absolute nightmare on Sunday. 
perks of being a giant fan. Do you want to talk about the Colts last night? Uh, we can go a little, we can go around the NFL a little bit just because the Colts were the Monday night game. I want to talk about our friends across the pond in England. The Jets put on an absolute stinker of a performance. I don't even know how they got the game back within. I bet the Jets money line too, by the way. Yeah, I know. I saw that. You're you're an idiot. Uh, I don't understand how the Jets are so bad right now. And also Salah doesn't – they were showing clips of him. Remember when he was on the 49ers and he was getting hyped up? He was like chest bumping people, like headbutting people, going fucking mental. Now they show him on the sideline and he's like super docile. Like he doesn't really seem like he cares about a lot of stuff and – it's they need to New figure York, out their shit. New York kills people's souls. Yeah, they he, he they need to figure out their shit. I mean, I think Zach Wilson's talented. Obviously, it's his rookie year, and he's getting thrown to the wolves. The Jets don't really have a lot to offer to protect him, or they don't have a lot of weapons. They also either. don't have a veteran backup quarterback to help. Yeah, him. it's that weird. was the main thing going Super all off season. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else happened? This what else was super important? Oh, the fucking Packers Bengals game had me cracking up. And also oh my frustrated God. at the same time. It was like five missed field goals in a span of eight minutes. Because the Packers – I had the Packers and a teaser. I had them plus three. And I was like, yo, wow. if they fuck this up, I'll kill them. That was hysterical. It was a NFL record most uh, extra points missed in a single day. 13 extra points missed. Yeah, no, I was watching that game. That was wild. Um, and then how about the Eagles? Did you, did you have that one on there? Yeah. I was watching part of that game. They were playing in Carolina, so a bunch of people were at that game. And I was like, oh, the Eagles are going to lose. Great. The Panthers are going to win. And then the next thing I know, I look over at the TV, and it's 21-18, to 18, and somehow the Panthers just absolutely – I watched the, the highlights. That was that has to be Sam Darnold's worst game. It, since, yeah, since it was 100% Sam Darnold's fault. Oh he threw God. three interceptions. I think he threw one of them in the red zone, too. He, he, he just looked uncomfortable. And, and it's surprising, too, against – I mean, the, they didn't really play any – good teams prior to them being undefeated, what they played the two New York teams and then the Texans. So I think everyone kind of had like that false, like, oh shit, Panthers are really good. I still think they're like a halfway decent team, but I didn't expect them to lose to the Eagles. Yeah, no, that was strange. And then uh, I don't know if you have this on your list, but the, the Sunday night game was really good. Yes. The Chiefs and the Bills. I, I wouldn't even that say it's one. good. The Bills but, fucked them up. Before our, um, before our like season preview came out, I remember I circled that game on the schedule. I was like, oh shit. Bills and Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, week five. That's going to be a great game. Score didn't reflect that, but this actually, to me, it helps my prediction for Josh Allen for MVP because that Bills team is legit. And that defense is legit, and I'm kicking myself because I haven't been fantasy, and I started the Jets instead, scared of the Chiefs matchup. And they still put up 15 points against the Chiefs, which is great. It's, it's two ascending teams in the AFC. So everyone was high on the Bills, but not this high. Yeah. And everyone was high on the Chiefs and didn't expect them to be this love. Like they're mediocre. Yeah. I'm not going to say that they're bad. They're mediocre right now. Patrick Their Holmes defense isn't. is absolutely atrocious. And I'll be the, the defense, first one to say yeah. it. I'll be the first one to say it. I was super low on the Bills this year. I came in saying they were the most overrated team in the AFC. I didn't trust their running game. I didn't trust their defense. And they've done nothing but shut me the fuck up this entire season. They're yeah. probably, if they were to do power rankings, they're number one right now. Despite the Cardinals being undefeated, Josh mm-hmm. Allen is playing out of his mind. The defense is playing insane too. And last night or two nights ago, Diggs didn't even contribute to the game whatsoever. And they were still able to put that many points on the board. That's a shout out to the revival of Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Shout out to Emmanuel Sanders. That guy has absolutely, everyone thought he was going to be an absolute non-factor, just another guy floating around the league until he retires. He's having a fucking year. 
he he's really putting is, up, yeah. he's putting up numbers, and that's crazy because everyone he's was taking all locks in on digs. Yeah, he's taking all the targets that um, John Brown and, and Beasley had last year too. Even though Beasley Beasley's sucking this year too, maybe he could should have kept his mouth shut about all this <laughs> stuff. They probably Josh Allen's probably like, I'm not throwing this little fucking trailer park <laughs> trash. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, the Bills but, are legit, and the Chiefs. I don't know; they have to figure it out. But they're in trouble. I'm telling you right now, like, scary it's bad. it's early, but they're in trouble. Look how well the Browns played against them Week One. The Chargers beat them. That's another ascending team in the AFC. Justin Herbert is looking like he should have been the number one pick over Kyler Murray. Like, the defense is playing extremely well too. Even though Joey Bosa went on that whole rant last week about Derek mm-hmm. Carr, that monotone stupid shit with his eight inch nose his ugly ass fucking face just complaining the whole time he really he's such a little <laughs> pussy he needs to stop he really is like nick doesn't do that shit like and that's why everyone hates the bosa family but anyways um <laughs> and then and the fucking ravens too i mean there are so many teams in the afc that the chiefs don't have that clear path to the super bowl like they've had the past couple of years like there's teams yeah. that are going to contend with them and that have beaten them already yeah the league's a lot more um, it's a lot more spread out this year, I guess you could say. Like, there's a lot more teams that are elite on that elite level. Where last year, I feel like it was like the Bucks, the Chiefs, and like maybe two other teams that you could have in that conversation, and everyone else was at the fucking bottom. This year, you've got a shit ton, and it's on both sides too. Like the top yeah. four in the AFC and the top four in the NFC compete, and they're all basically at the same level. Yeah. And how how wrong were we about the fucking NFC West? Holy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every, I think we both had the Cardinals coming in last. I'm yes, pretty sure. I, the I mean, I think, we, I think we thought they were going to be good, but, like, we thought that that division was a, a gauntlet. So, now the Seahawks don't have Russell Wilson. They got Geno yeah. Smith going forward for, what is it, six weeks? They also forward? don't have Chris Carson. Chris Carson might not be back. Carson's down, too. which means that everyone's going to key on Lockett and uh, DK. And it's got, you got Geno Smith throwing the ball, so you never know. Yeah. The Niners aren't as good as everyone thought. They're going through the whole quarterback controversy that I was worried about when they took Trey Lance. So it's Jimmy G and Trey Lance kind of who's going to be the starter. I think they're going to stick with Lance, but it's it's weird over in San Francisco and that defense isn't as good as everyone thought. And then you've got – who am I missing? We talked about the Cardinals, the Seahawks. The Rams. the Rams. Yeah, and the Rams are fucking electric. You called that with Stafford. I'll, I'll give you credit for that. They were a quarterback away, and now they're looks like on their way to a fucking Super Bowl. So that NFC West is insane. And then there was another team. I guess we're almost a quarter of the way, or yeah, we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. So I wanted to kind of give my my apology. I want to apologize and say I was wrong because the Washington football team defense is a pack of frauds. Oh, they suck. Absolute pack of frauds. So bad. And I was super high on Washington at the beginning of the year. I thought that that defense was going to be fucking elite. And I was, I wanted to get them in fantasy. I actually, I didn't get them. And I was upset because I landed with the Bills defense. I was like, fuck, I didn't get Washington. I guess I'll have to settle for the Bills. I think I heard someone say this on, I don't remember if it was a podcast or on talk radio. The Washington football team defense has been reading into the newspaper clippings about themselves way too much in the preseason because everyone had them as a top two, top three defense. Everyone thought Chase Young was going to be a defensive player of the year candidate. And yep, and Jamie he's been Davis an absolute no show. They, yeah, they suck. Yeah, the front four has been an absolute no show. They gave up thirty points, or almost thirty points, to the fucking Giants, yeah. and they're not that good a team. They lost their no. quarterback, Taylor Heineke's starting now, and Dallas looks like the fucking elite team. And I'll give you credit for Dallas; you had them too. Yeah. So 
it's it's been a wild five weeks in the NFL. Like a lot of ups and downs. Like the Panthers and Broncos were electric to start the season, and now they're back down to earth. Same with the Raiders, and now they're in shambles yeah. over this. The Raiders John just Gruden fired their John, their coach yeah. John Gruden. Holy crap! Hundred million dollar <laughs> contract. And you know who's most mad about that? It's not even John Gruden. It's Frank Caliendo. Yeah. Frank Caliendo is the most mad about John Gruden getting fired because now he can't do his fucking impressions. Yeah, anymore. that bit's over. <laughs> which is They'll which is a, it's a shame because he was really fucking good at that. Yeah, no. the, let me tell you something about that <laughs> man. Um, I can't do an impression of John Gruden, but still so fucking funny. He got fired for his emails. He hit the fucking. Did you see what was in those emails too? He hit the, yeah. the all four key points. He hit the the racist comments, the gay comments. Uh, he called Roger Goodell a. It was like something. He's like an anti-football pussy or something like that. Yeah. And then he he had something else in there. So he was hitting on every single point in that email. Good for him. Yeah, honestly, not not good for him. But you know, I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm sure we've all said some stupid things. You know, sometimes as jokes, sometimes seriously, but. You know, when you're in that position of power and there's that many people monitoring you and your shit has to go through multiple people, you got to be smarter than that. <laughs> you're a fucking dumbass. I'll point about the Chiefs and the Redskins uh, defense, too, though. They're playing each other next week. Hammer that fucking over for this yes. week. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because I said I was going to put out some more gambling content. And now, now we have Sean on the gambling wagon. And we just refuse to either record podcasts or put out gambling content. Because so I'm scared. We apologize for that. I'm I don't want to put out my wrong it. stuff. I've been up the past couple of days, but <laughs> I don't want to put out my wrong stuff. It's uh, uh, it's been a streak. Um, yeah. We had that. Speaking and then, of betting. Speaking yeah. of betting. Sponsored by DraftKings. Yeah, but we should be <laughs> sponsored or by DraftKings or FanDuel. Whoever wants to sponsor us, whatever. <laughs> oh man, speaking of betting, the Colts and the Ravens game last yes. night, obviously. Um, I'm a little under the weather, so I took some Benadryl. And I saw the Colts were up early, and I didn't think it was going to continue. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to let the game get to halftime, and I'm going to bet big on the Ravens' money line. Halftime hits. I went to the bathroom. I brushed my teeth. I laid down. I passed the fuck out. I woke up at 1.30. The Ravens won, and I didn't put my bet in, and I was fucking furious, furious. (laughs) But besides the point, it was a really good game. Again, at this point, I don't have any expectations for the Colts. All those expectations were thrown out the window when Wentz got hurt right away, when Quentin Nelson got put on the injured reserve. Um, The defense is still decent. I mean, they're playing about as well as possible. The offense can't stay on the field. And when they're on the field, they only run JT like 15 times, and he'll run for a 70-yard touchdown. He's a bright spot. Michael Pittman, too. I'm so happy that – them two are going to be on the team for like the next eight to 10 years together. Um, Wentz played well. I mean, it's just, you're playing the Ravens. I mean, Lamar can turn it on at any fucking time. If you played Lamar, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown or Jonathan Taylor in fantasy last night, and you went to sleep thinking you won and you woke up this morning, (laughs) you, you woke up to a fucking bad news. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I mean, it was a good game. Uh, they didn't cover though, which I was kind of fucking annoyed about. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't really get to watch too much of the game. I saw Jonathan Taylor went off for a couple of touchdowns. I had the game on for a little bit. It looked like when I had it on, it was before the collapse, basically. So they, the Colts were up big, and it looked like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think Carson's moving around at all. He had think, two sprained ankles. Yeah, I know, but like, I don't know how much further he can carry this team. He might as well have cinder blocks tied to his fucking feet. 
And that's that's kind of been the story of his career so far, where he just can't be healthy at all. Um, and it's a little bit scary for your future because, like, what are we going to go through another quarterback Jake change Beeson. next year? No. See, I mean, the only thing, first of all, oh, again, kickers aren't real people. They shouldn't be in a fantasy. <laughs> Fuck Rodrigo Blankenship for missing not, that field goal. He is not for the brand. <laughs> Rodrigo Blankenship, you great googly oogly moogly motherfucker. I can't believe you missed that field goal to win the game. Um, I thought you were all aboard the Blankenship, dude. No, he missed the field goal to win the fucking game. Oh, God. Fucking great. Can't have that. But yeah, no, it was a tough. It was a tough weekend for our teams. Um, death taxes and injuries. Dude. That's just how it is. I mean, this death NFL season is going to be a graveyard. Everyone's just getting injured left and right. So, but yeah, no. So that was the weekend in football. Um, we did have a, another side note on a positive note. The one team that we both root for together that is actually good plays a regular season hockey game this week, baby. They're the best team in New York over the, the past, like, The greatest years. sports team in New York today, the New York Islanders. Home opener, not home opener. I guess season opener on Thursday in Carolina. I wish I was going to the game. I should have been smarter and got tickets to that. It's in Raleigh. Um, but, yeah, no, we, uh, we are excited. Quick little note, our goalkeeper, Varlamov, is out to start the year, so it's the Sorokin show to start. And the new look team, we got a couple of pieces. I'm excited to see what's going on this week. Um, but, yeah, no, we can't get too much into hockey right now because the season hasn't started. There's games on ESPN now, too. Did you see that? ESPN's covering hockey again. Yeah. They have, like, weird. a whole panel of people. Yeah, weird, but what are you going to do? Um, so, yeah, excited hockey season's back. Uh, Matt Barzell, and he's still sexy. We'll have to – we're going to be putting out our <laughs> predictions on Instagram again like we did last year. Oh, God. That was fun. That's going to be brutal. It's, it's going to be brutal. Spe- actually, speaking of predictions, the baseball predictions that we had, I know you put up put up a post a couple of days ago. Yeah. But I was almost spot on with all of my predictions. I want to take some credit for – Oh, the hot the- takes? Yeah. I want to take some credit for the for the Boston Red Sox success this year. Um, I had them winning 90-plus games. and Mark the Red Sox. I want, to, I want to take credit for that. Also, Marcus Stroman was very close to the goal that I had set for him. He had like a 3.01 ERA, and I think I projected like 2.75. And then if Trevor Bauer wasn't a rapist, um, he would have had over a 4.0 ERA. I know that for a fact. Well, actually, I have to say allegedly because he listens to every piece of media, and apparently he's like suing people that quote unquote slander his name. So really? This is all, yeah, this is all allegedly. Fuck him. Trevor Bauer's listening. He allegedly punched that pussy. Uh-huh. Come me, Trevor Bauer. I don't have any money. You can't <laughs> It, bro. I hope he listens to our first couple podcasts too, because we used to end every podcast with "fuck Trevor Bauer." Um, so fuck you, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, fuck you, you, you pussy, pussy, you alleged pussy punching bitch. Yeah, you're such a <laughs> fucking loser, bro. But yeah, so we had some hot takes out there, and then the brackets that we put out there for, for baseball. Sean fucked up my bracket and had me having the they Giants in the World Series. Because but, okay, hold on, I need to defend myself because I I put up. I made them originally, but it was like the white background for the Fox mm-hmm. thing, and it didn't have the wild card teams in. And then they put out the black one. I was like, "All right, that one looks nicer." And then I was rushing it, and I fucking put the Giants in. <laughs> but it don't matter anyways because the Braves, the Braves are one game away, so I don't even know if the Brewers are gonna. Yeah, they're about to eliminate the Brewers. I think the Astros clinched today. Yeah, the Red Sox beat the one. the Red Sox beat the Rays last night, which knocked out my World Series champion. So my bracket's in shambles. 
But to be fair, what are you going to do? Those are the two teams I really don't want to fucking see win. (laughs) So it's kind of sucks. Oh, man. It could be worse, dude. It could be the Mets in the playoffs. There's no, no. The Reds, either the Red Sox. Would you want a Red Sox Mets World Series? That'd be pretty cool. I would root for the Mets. See, I had, I don't remember, it was like 09 when you guys played the Phillies in the World Series. I think I rooted for the Yankees, but I don't really remember. Who do you, you would, you would say out of baseball, you hate the Phillies the most? No. Nationals? Um, I think it's still the Nationals just because of like that run in like 15 and 16 with like going back and forth with Harper and Zimmerman and they stole Daniel Murphy from us and. And I have to listen to their broadcast because I live down here in oh, Black yeah, South, yeah. SNY. And their broadcaster, they have, I shit you not, Sean, they have the worst broadcast in sports, not just baseball, in sports. They got this guy, FP Santangelo, who was like some former scrub player who played like three games in the major leagues. And he is the cockiest prick in the world. And he's just so fucking irritating. I literally listen to the games on mute now. Because I can't. I can't. So if the Yankees broadcast. played the Nationals in the World Series, you would root for the Yankees? I would I think you. I don't baseball. think you would just because your hatred towards Yankee fans is so. It's, it's definitely developed. It's definitely developed where the Yankees are starting to crawl up that list now just because I have so many fucking irritating well, I think social Yankee media fans. really plays into the hatred. Oh, man. It's so bad. Certain it's things. so fucking bad. Oh, <laughs> Yankees fans are starting to turn into Clemson fans for me. Clemson fans are the most arrogant cocksuckers in the world. Mm-hmm. And they they basically live Timmy. all throughout Charlotte. They basically <laughs> live all throughout Charlotte, too, because they just come here every year for the ACC championship. Except for this year, because Clemson fucking sucks yeah, this year. Yeah, not making it. Fuck Clemson. And fuck Dabo Sweeney, you crooked-eyed fuck. Yeah. Sorry. I'm dropping a lot of F-bombs today. We've been pent up for a while. You know who I would have wanted to play for? Urban Meyer. <laughs> grinding on Shout out to Urban Meyer. Guys still getting it. Yeah, honestly, and good for him. Did you see, did you see the, the article that came out? I think Barstool put it out where it was like he it was in his own bar. So it was yeah, Urban no. Meyer's pie house. Yeah. But in that in that restaurant, there is like pictures and stuff on the wall and like murals of him and his wife. So like he's grinding, he's got girls grinding on him and he's like hooking up and flirting with chicks at his bar where he's like got his wife like on the wall. Like, what a fucking move. She's watching. She's and they lost watching. and they lost again this week. I know. Like, he is just doing everything he can. He's like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but that Seinfeld episode with George Costanza where he's trying to get fired from the Yankees, so he takes the World Series trophy and ties it to his car and drives around the parking lot yeah. yelling, fuck the Yankees or something like that. Like, he's literally trying to get out of there so fast and get to Southern California as soon as possible. So, shout out to Urban Meyer for, for going after what he wants and still having a game at his age. I think he's in his, like, 60s right now. He's still pulling hot blonde chicks. Love it. Love He's definitely that. on that uh that blue chew or that Roman swipes, whatever those fucking <laughs> yeah. things are. He is definitely sponsored by Roman Yo, swipes. Let's let's get <laughs> some. We need some sponsorships. We need some sponsorships. Well, we should probably record some more podcasts if we're gonna get sponsored, but yeah, yeah probably, we don't want to <laughs> give these two idiots a sponsorship. They record once every 22 oh, days. God. But yeah, so that was kind of around the league. Yeah, we got we'll, trivia. We'll talk a little bit about hockey, but we're gonna do some trivia. Um I got, you want me to start? I kind of got one. Sure. Just based off of his performance and carrying your team for the last couple months, we're going to do some Giancarlo Stanton trivia. Oh. Or as I like to call him, Mike. Mike. His name is Mike. <laughs> yeah, Michael. Um, <laughs> call him by Michael. So he was drafted in 2007. 
Okay. His contract now is it's 13 years, 325 million. Wow. Option for Lucky guy. He's been in the league for 10 years. I remember he came up with the Florida Marlins, like instantly played right field for them. He was a really good player. However, he was not a first round pick. Can you tell me what round Giancarlo Stanton was drafted in? Okay. In 2007. So this is a very, very, like, there's so many fucking rounds in baseball. This so, was before they cut the draft, too. So there's like 100-something fucking rounds. So do you, want, uh, do you want multiple choice? I don't want multiple choice. I would rather you give me the, like, is it an odd or an even number? It's an even number. Even number. Okay. So if he wasn't a first round pick, he was drafted. Oh yeah, I'll I'll narrow it down to he was drafted before the twentieth round. Before the twentieth, okay. So not a first round pick, anywhere from two to twenty, or two to nineteen. I remember him coming up, and I remember playing MLB the Show, and just seeing some massive, like twenty one year old, um, very, very highly regarded prospect. Yeah, but he wasn't a first-round pick. If he's not a first-round pick, it makes me think like he's a, a little bit later. And there's no way he was that late with his fucking power and size that late in the 20s. So I'm go- I'm dipping. I'm going from 10 down. So I really want to say I'm going to say but that- two. 10 down is too far. No, like 10 down, like 10 to two. You mean 10 up. You know what I mean. Okay. Potato, potato. Yeah. I thought you were saying he was drafted somewhere from the rounds 10 to 19, and I was like, no, that no, would no, be no, too no. far, friend. 10 to 2. <laughs> and I feel like 2 is too obvious, so I'm going to say he was round 4. Round 4 is your answer? Yes. Round 4 is incorrect. Damn it. Was it round 2? It was round 2. Damn it. I feel like he that was, was too easy. He was the 12th pick in the second round, which means I think he was about late 40s, early 50s yeah. overall. Which is, which is surprising because he was, like, their top prospect. I would have thought instantly, if I wouldn't have told you that he wasn't a first-round pick, I would have thought he was a first-round pick. Yeah, 100%. I, would just, I, would just I, thought, I thought that was kind of interesting because, like, he wasn't even, like, a like a top, like, one, two, three. Like, he was the 12th pick in the second round. So there was if a lot of teams went, up on stand. If someone went to his – if I was a scout and I went to his batting practice and saw him take one swing, I'd be like, all right, get, get this fucking kid on the team right now. Yeah. I mean, he's got – 347 career home runs. Crazy. You know, he's right, a fierce. What? Oh, that's bad. I thought I was looking at the averages. It, I was reading the long, wrong line. I thought he was a career 321 hitter. I'm like, that can't be no, right. No. <laughs> that's just not even close to right. He's a, he's a, no, he actually is a pretty good hitter. Career 268, yeah. 297 in the playoffs. Yeah. So he's our John, savior. John we let him down. He was all like right. Jesus. He's like Jesus carrying the cross, and all of his apostles were just the Yankees lineups staring at him. All right, what do you got for me? All right, so in honor of the NHL kicking off tonight and the Islanders playing on Thursday, I have an Islanders trivia question for you. Love it. So there are two players tied for the most goals in an Islander game, which is five goals scored. Can you name either one of those players? There's one that I think off the top of my head I can name. And I'm like 95% sure that he's one of them. 
I'm going to start with Jason Blake. Jason Blake? Yes. Is he one of them? Incorrect. That was like, that was the one that I thought I was going to get. All right. I don't want to get, I don't want to get dinged twice. They are. Can you tell me? I'll give you a hint. They are back to back years. All right. Is this pre. And one of these guys. Yes. And one of these guys did it twice. Was this during the cup run? The four straight cup runs. Okay. Gotcha. So one of them is Mike Bossy. Yes. Okay. Second one back. Oh, no. The other one. The other one is not. The other one is not. Well, it's not. I'm assuming it's not the same person. Not the, twice. not the cop. No, no, no. Not the cup run. One of them was during the cup run. So oh, okay. It. So it's both in the '80s, but it was like the second. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So Mike Bossy is one of them. Hmm. Man, this is tough because he's like the only. He was like the big goal scorer on that cup run or the the dynasty team. This was uh, pre cup run. So this was the year before they won their first cup. This was early 80s. When they won the first cup in 80... 79, 80. 79-80? Yeah. And no, what was the cup run? 86 or 85? Uh, the cup run was 79-80, 80, 80-81, 80, 81, 82, 82, 83. Oh, okay. Um, and then they lost to the Oilers in 80. 384, 3485, one of those camera, which one? Um, yeah, all right. so, so this is Bossy. early. All right. Oh man. So Bossy was was Bossy was one of them. Yeah. And then this one was earlier than Bossy. Oh shit. Is it a name that I'm gonna know? Yeah, I've heard this name before, definitely. Oh, fuck. I don't think I don't think it's him. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say this is my guess, but I. I don't think it's Trottier. He wasn't really a goal scorer. Fuck. Was it Tonelli? Yeah. Let's go. Nailed it. Fuck yeah. Good job. And that's that's the only person. Fun fact. That's doing trivia. He's the only person impressive. actively on the Islanders, or the only like Islander legend who has his number retired, but it's still in circulation. Did you know that? Nope. Did not. John know Tonelli. That. Thank you for that fun fact. Where's Where's number twenty seven? And he said that Anders Lee they retired him. I think it was a couple of years ago. And he said that um, he talked, and Anders Lee said he didn't want to wear the number anymore out of respect to him. And he said, "You're the captain of this team. You're the leader. And you're and you're too you're wearing my number." Yeah, and you're doing some that too. The Islanders have some good-looking dudes in their squad. I'll yeah, tell you that. We may not be we may we may not be number one in the power rankings, but we're number one in the uh, in the, the handsome power rankings. Oh, hundred percent. Fucking Matt Martin, Bo, Barzy. Who else? Who did we just say? Chara. Charles is a sex icon. Yeah, Charles is a Russian sex icon. But hey, let's go Islanders on Thursday. We're excited about that. Um, and then there was there's there's two. You know how we used to do the the random sports thing of the day. Yeah. You get one thing you want to shout out. I got two. I'll give you a second to think about it. There's two things I want, or two teams I guess I wanted to shout out. One of them, Texas A&M. Well done. Round of applause for Texas A&M, knocking off Alabama. Well done. I mean, 
It's the first team to beat Alabama in two years, I think, in the, in the regular season. And they're the first A&M team to ever do that since 2012 with my guy Johnny Football. So Texas A&M, well done. Last second field goal to knock off the number one team in the country. So congrats to them. And I also want to do – that was a good one. I want to do a bad one. I'm talking to you, the U.S. men's national team. You need to figure it the fuck out, guys, because I swear to God, if we don't qualify for the World Cup again, I will actually kill myself. That is they, – so they beat, um, they beat the shit out of Jamaica in the World Cup qualifier, the first game of this, this window. So the way they do it, there's like windows of like three games. Yeah. So they do like three games, and then they're off for like a month, and then three games again. They're in like second or third place right now. They beat the shit out of Jamaica, looked really good, and then they lost to fucking Panama. Oh, boy. Panama! You don't lose to Panama. We built a canal in their country. You can't <laughs> lose to them in soccer. I'm sorry. Uh, but they play tomorrow night. I think they play Honduras tomorrow night. I was looking at it before. They need to win. They need to beat all these teams that, other than like Mexico and Canada, they need to beat all these like low-level teams. And I also wanted to bring up this too. The fact that, I don't know if you know this fact, the fact that they don't use replay in soccer for the World Cup qualifiers for uh, CONCACAF. Well, they don't because the third world countries apparently, quote unquote, don't have access to the technology. So they're not allowed to use replay in any of the qualifying games. This is the World Cup. You need to be able to use replay in World Cup qualifying matches. It's an absolute joke. CONCACAF might be worse than fucking FIFA (laughs) just because they can't like, you're telling me you can't just give Costa Rica some fucking cameras for replay or something? Like, just, just have some, like, out, guys. hang some, like, little kids over the thing with, like, cameras. and. Like, like, just, uh, I get that you guys are third world countries, but come on. Like, I don't know if you watched the Jamaican game. There was, like, the first minute of the game. I think it was, like, the first couple minutes of the game. The dude just absolutely ripped our striker down on a breakaway, and they didn't, they didn't call it a red card. They gave him a yellow, and they just didn't look at the play because like, they, they couldn't replay it. Like, it was a clear goal-scoring opportunity, and they just couldn't replay it. So it was all up to this ref who was just – he was a rookie ref shitting down his, down his fucking leg during the game. So I'm shouting out Texas m for doing really good. I'm shouting out the, the U.S. men's national team because they need to wake the fuck up. I ordered my Christian Pulisic jersey, and it came with a full kit with shorts and socks and everything. So I need to be able to wear that during this next upcoming summer for the World Cup. That's all I got to say about that. You're up. All right. So speaking of Texas A&M, I'm just going to piggyback off of that. Did you hear the call that the announcer did right after they stormed the field? So basically the Texas A&M kicker made the field goal and it was the Alabama announcer. And he just goes, and that will finally 250,000. And then as the, they're storming the field, the camera is just panning to all of the fans rushing the field. This man, this commentator, does not say a single word for three straight minutes. <laughs> All you hear is the crowd. You hear the music. This motherfucker did not speak for three minutes after they made the field goal. He just said, well, that's going to find the league 250000 And then that was it. Didn't say a single word and just let the broadcast cut out. I so, didn't see that. 
I don't understand no. how that guy has a job. I don't think I'm that great at this podcasting thing, but I would give you a little bit more enthusiasm <laughs> or say something than just fucking dead silence for three straight minutes. That guy's an absolute idiot. It's kind of funny, but I don't understand how someone could do that. Just yeah. bias. Keep your bias well, aside. Unfiltered, unbiased. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Um, the fact that he just shut down after Alabama yes. lost. He literally also, turned off. I forgot to mention that too. Did you see that girl get absolutely train wrecked yes. by the yes. fucking cop? Yes. Nick Saban out. She her got phone. lit the fuck up. Her phone didn't land. Her phone is still in the air somewhere. <laughs> that girl got absolutely body bagged. And then there was another cool video. The kicker's family, they showed this yeah. side-by-side where they were, yeah. like, praying and shit beforehand. And then his girlfriend just fucking sumo-leaped off the, yeah. <laughs> off the stands to go yeah. find him on the field. That was pretty cool. Those are the kind of, like, sports moments that are cool. But, yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll do it. We've uh, we basically covered a lot. We've had a lot to talk about. Our teams are a disgrace. We've got hockey coming up, football, baseball, every basketball. Even though basketball, I mean, yeah, basketball, regular season basketball. I don't even care. Yeah, <laughs> I love my Knicks, but like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. We're, we are not an NBA podcast. I'll tell you that much. No. <laughs> Go uh, listen to Stephen A. Smith or something. <laughs> But, hey, we appreciate you guys for coming back. As always, we Excuse will be, my sniffles. We will be back. Uh, I'm going to say next week. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. let's, let's, let's stick. Let's be committed people. I know Go. I'm not a big commitment guy. You're a big commitment relationship guy. So I'm going to try and be more like Sean and commit to a okay. podcast next week. <laughs> okay. We can recap the Giants losing by 40 and um, any other hockey stuff from our team that – Hopefully they actually play well, but we love you guys. We appreciate you for listening. As always, follow us on the social media pages. We've got Instagram, we've got Twitter. You'll find those in our bios. Also, give us a we're on Apple Wait, now. You forgot, to, you forgot to mention our other one. YouTube? No, our OnlyFans. Our OnlyFans? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sean created an OnlyFans where he just eats chips shirtless. Yes. So yep. you can check that out. I think it's a dollar a month. So $12 yes, for the whole year. Watch Sean shirtless eating potato chips all day long. We need the money. It funds we definitely need the money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, now we're on Apple, so you can like, oh, yes. rate, and subscribe. I think that's what it is. That's what that's what all podcasters say, right? Five-star yeah. rating, rate and review. Get us into the top, I don't know, 100,000 100. <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> but all righty. Well, that's all we got. This is what happens when I have to do the intro and the out. Yeah. <sighs> Disaster. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace out.